Good morning. How many can say, okay, I'm really ready for the holiday? Uh Y'all are laughing at me. Are you ready? No. No, how many of you still have to travel? We've got a bunch out today traveling right now, and um, they're all over. You still have to travel, huh, Miss Carol? Yep. Um, I'm so excited because I get to be home this year, and um, which is usually our routine because I work Christmas Eve, and so I will work right up till Christmas Day. And um, so we don't, Jeff and I have not uh, ever been able to go far. Um, but I have to tell you, there is something about Christmas that brings all the emotions, isn't it? All the emotions. The emotions of stress, the emotions of, oh my goodness, I don't want to forget or I forgot. There's all kinds of emotions that come into that. And, and if you're visiting with us today, what we have been talking about is we've been talking about what it means to unwrap the greatest gifts given to us. And today we're going to talk about the greatest gift that's ever been given to us. That's the gift of love. We've talked about the gift of hope and peace and joy, but today we're going to talk about love. Have you ever been in love before? I know some of y'all better raise your hand. (laughs) Still am. Still am, me too. There's nothing like that feeling. Except the love that God has for you. Nothing you could ever possibly feel or know could ever compare to how much your God loves you. That feeling that you have for that person, that love that you feel I would give my life for, well, here's the deal. You won't have to do that, but God did have to do that. And today we're going to talk about how he did that. And we're going to start in the book of Matthew. If you would stand with me as we read the word. This is how the birth of Jesus took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph. Y'all, this could be a Hallmark movie, so get ready. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. What? Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man because he didn't want to humiliate her. He decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, because Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as an angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he didn't have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. And Joseph called him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I love 
this time because I love gifts. Y'all are not leaving me hanging up here. Yes, presents. Not going to lie, I feel a little behind this year. There are not one present under our tree, our tree yet, is there, honey? Not one. It, it, that's true. Santa hasn't come yet, but neither has uh, anybody else. Um, it has been that year. And um, Jeff and I were like, poor Owen. I know he's walking by the tree wondering, wait, did Santa, mom, dad, anybody remember me this year? I promise we did, babe. But I love gifts. And, and my favorite thing, I won't lie to you, is giving a gift. Um, because I love going and picking out something for somebody knowing that either they need it or they've never seen it or it's something that I know they would just love it. And seeing a person that you love so much get something that you feel they deserve, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. And I love being able to hand somebody something and, and uh, just see the look on their face. And surprise. But yet gifts are interesting because gifts can also stress us out. They can stress us out in the sense of going and picking out the right gift. What if they don't like it? I'm just getting to know this person and what if I pick something they'll hate and then it shows I don't really like them and then I don't know what to do with that and it just keeps going and this mess of emotions keeps happening, right? Or wait a minute. What if I can't top last year's gift? Then there's wrapping the gift. Thank you, Jesus, for boxes that the lids just come off. There's wrapping gifts, so that becomes stressful. Then it's getting them under the tree and making sure no one knows. It's, it, it can become something that is so beautiful and meaningful to something that all of a sudden you're like, I'm stressed out over it. And, and, you know, they'll tell you when you read articles about Christmas, the reason people get so stressed out is they're worried Either they won't receive a gift or they'll receive a gift or the person that they give a gift to won't like it. I mean, but it all boils down to the same thing of a gift. Today I wanted to think about that gift in a little bit different way because I did want to think about the greatest gift. A gift that will never be topped. There's no way anyone will ever give a better gift than this gift. There's no way that it will ever change that gift. There's no way that we have to wrap that gift. It's just freely handed over to us. But my question for you today is what do we do with that gift? What do we do with it? This year, all of you are going to be handed something that looks, I hope, a little better than this. If you see my bow, I did, Jeff said, don't let Laurel see that bow. <laughs> I ran out of material, Laurel, I promise. So, um, yeah, well, um, did I do okay? Um, but what do you do with it? Just like Mary and Joseph, we have a choice. 
Are we going to accept the gift or are we not? We have a choice every day we get up. Are we going to accept this gift or are we not? Why do we find it hard sometimes to receive a gift? Why not just receiving the gift but know, Randall, that we deserve the gift? And we deserve the gift not because of anything we did. We deserve the gift because of everything he did. That's why we deserve the gift. But why do we find it so hard? Guys, we do it in relationships all the time. How do I deserve someone who loves me so much in my life? Why do I deserve someone that cares for me? And then you take it to a deeper level of someone would send their only son for you. Why do we find it so hard to just receive the gift? And then I wonder, are we just going to leave the gift wrapped and never use it? Sometimes we are afraid of losing the gift or messing it up, so it's just better just to leave it in the box, right? Sometimes we sit there and we look at it and we go, well, you know, it would just be so much better if it just stays like that, dust the bow off. And leave it. But gifts weren't given to stay in their box. Are we going to use the gift or are we not? And here's what I've learned too about gifts. They take a little work. I don't know about you, but we used to, especially when Owen was younger, we would stockpile batteries. Because there was no doubt that a toy was going to come out and it was going to need several batteries. And you did not want to have a toy that a kid could not play with. Are you going to hang it on the wall? Are you going to put batteries in it? Are you going to set it out? Are you going to wear it? Are you going to use it? What are you going to do with it? It takes work on our part too, right? God didn't just hand this to us and go, this is really pretty. Hold on. God gave this to us to do something with it. That's right. Every day. Even when we don't feel it, even when we're like, you know, and sometimes, I, I don't know about you, but I forget, and I love, because I decorate my house with things people have given me, and I usually have them, if they didn't sign the back of it for me, I usually sign it and go, okay, the year, and who gave it to me, and sometimes I'll forget, you know, because I've walked down that hallway a hundred times of that picture, and then all of a sudden, something will click with me, and I'll raise that picture, and I'll look, and I'll be like, oh, I remember the memory of this person. And the older I've gotten, those memories have become sweeter because those people aren't with me anymore. And I'll remember the treasure of getting that present from them. And now, it doesn't mean near the same. It's so much more to me because it's not just about what it says or what it will do or what it is, but it's also about who gave it to me. We 
we all have to open ourselves to love. We all have to be a little to a lot vulnerable. We all have to be willing to know that it takes work. It takes work. It takes work to receive love and it takes work to love. Y'all did not say amen and I know all of us know that daunting task sometimes. Some of you are sitting there going, oh, but Didi, you just don't know such and such. Or maybe some of you have been through rough relationships. There are scars that you carry. Maybe some of you, the scars came from what old churches said to you about what God really was in your life. Maybe some people said to you, God will only love you if you're this way. Maybe some of you had parents or loved ones that only said they would love you if it were this way. But God said, I love you and I don't care what way you are. This is your gift. What do you do with that gift? Are you going to enjoy the gift or are you going to re-gift it? Ooh, I may have done that. (laughs) How many have gotten that gift and you went, I will never use this. I am sticking it in the closet. And you pull it out because you forgot a present and then you re-gift it. Don't y'all lie. It's true. We've all done it. (laughs) We have all done that. The worst is the white elephant. I have to tell you, I have to get prayed up when I do a white elephant exchange. Because I'm like, where do people find those things? Where does that come from? A toilet seat? What? And you don't know if it's used or not, Viv, so it scares you to death, right? But where do we find those things and we re-gift them? But then there is something about taking a gift that you've gotten some use out of that you've learned from, that has meant something to you, and you're like, you know what? I want them to have this same gift too. You know what my prayer has been? For a really long time before I found out I was going to get to be your pastor, I have to tell you, my prayer for you every single week is that you know God loves you. And when you're going through a day when you're going through a challenge, when you're going through a time where people have made you feel less than that, I've wanted you to know in an instant the presence of God and how much he loves you. And that it is very, very real in your life. Because it took work to get to this place. It took opening that gift and realizing you are worthy. It took work realizing I got to pull it out and I got to do something with the gift. But then I want to give it to you and hope that it changes your life like it did mine. I want to give that gift to someone that I know isn't here today, but they need to be. 
We're going on a new year, guys, and there are people that need to know they are fully loved and accepted by God. They should be in this place. And we all know them. 2020's new vision, guys. It's a time to remind people they are never alone and they never have to walk it alone. Here's what I love. Is that God knew what I needed even when I didn't know. And you know what I've learned about gift giving? Is the best gifts are people that really love me because they know exactly what other I need or whatever I like. And most of the time, it's something I really needed. I didn't know I needed. I open it up and I go, ooh, that's cool. What is it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I pull it out and I start using it. I'm like, what did I ever do with my life before I had this gift? But Jesus knew what we needed. Jesus knew what we needed. Better than we did. We had no idea what we needed. We still don't. But he does. He knew the gift that we would need. The gift that we would need in him. Because that baby came to love us all. That baby didn't just pick a few. That baby came to love us all. The gift of love to be fully realized, and I want you to hear this. The gift of love to be fully realized requires a response. And the way we respond to others is letting others know the same gift is available to them. Did you get that? The gift of love to be fully realized requires a response. And that response is from you. And the way we respond to others is letting others know that the same gift is available to them. God has no favorites. When he sent his only son, he wasn't in this icky, gross manger just for himself or just for a few of you. He was in that manger for all of you. And let me just shorten this story for you really quick. It was not a beautiful, gorgeous, amazing story. It was a dirty story. And in this day and age, I'm not sure what people would do. Because you had a woman having a child out of wedlock, you had a man that it wasn't his baby. You had a baby born in a stall that was the cow's food. It smelled. And then, here's the deal. You had a place that there was no room for them at all. That's why they ended up there. It, wasn't, it, it was one of those moments where nothing was going right until everything went right. And all of a sudden, everything went right. And it went right because Mary and Joseph accepted the gift. And particularly, what I love is this story today is Joseph. Joseph said, okay, I don't want to embarrass Mary, so I'm going to break this off. And the angel of the Lord said, no, you're not. You're going to be the dad. And here's the coolest part of that is when you get to the last line of that verse, it says, and Joseph named him Jesus. Joseph wasn't even his dad, but his heavenly father said, I'm going to give this baby to you. That is going to teach mankind what it means to love. I'm going to give you the greatest gift ever been given. 
And Joseph named him Jesus. This Christmas season, Crosswalk, what will you do with the gift? What will you do with the gift? Will you also accept it? Will you also accept it? Will you know that you are worthy to accept it? Because when you get to the place of understanding your worth and what it means to accept it, then you're able to help others accept it. You're able to make a difference in others' lives so that they know the same thing you did, what it meant to feel what they felt, but to know that someone loved them so much that they sent their only son. Will you be ready to accept it? When you're sitting there on Wednesday and you're opening those gifts and you're sitting there and you're looking at this and you open it up, are you going to accept it? And it's metaphorically speaking, I get it. But guys, we've all walked around not truly understanding and not truly trusting and not truly fully. Every day of my life, it's a different challenge to wake up and go, God, are you sure this is me that's supposed to be doing this? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure you are too. When you open those gifts, I want you to open the one in your heart to accept and know and give back and share to those around you. The greatest gift ever given, and there is nothing better than this gift. God's gift of love. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you. I will never fully comprehend your love for me. But I know that it's the best present I have ever had. And Lord, sometimes I haven't been a good steward of that gift. Sometimes, God, I've not known what to do with that gift. And sometimes, God, I haven't felt worthy of that gift. But you gave it to me anyway. When you gave your only son. Father, I, in 2020, I want to be better with that gift. I want to do better with that gift. I want to love better with that gift. And I want to share that gift more. Father, thank you. Oh, and I love everyone in this room. And I want them to know how much you love them. And I thank you. And you're precious and you're holy and amazing name.